Hello and welcome to a time of edification with Caruso Ministry. Get ready to be edified and equipped to edify others. Ready? Let's begin. Just to give you a very interesting concept into who this Moses was. He was raised by a woman that was not his mother. Amen. Amen. His name is literally drawn out of the water. Literally, that's what his name is. Drawn out of the water, raised by someone who is not his mom. Alright. So now he even kills somebody. Runs away. So because don't have think Moses is a glamorous guy. Remember about that. He killed someone. Ran away because he killed someone. He was not even a bold person. Now he's standing his father-in-law's flock. There are no and there are no's. Amen. There are no's and there are no's. You know that it's one thing to be tending, maybe you just have five sheep. It's all good. But when you don't have any sheep at all, you have to be tending your father-in-law's home. Ah, uh, no, 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 come on, come on, that's not good, man of God. That's not good. And so now he's there, and then all of a sudden he's busy with the sheep. This man is not talking in tongues, he's not studying, you know, Kenetegi's book or Benin's Good Morning Holy Spirit. None of those. And then all of a sudden he sees a great sight a bush is burning. And then he says, I will now turn and see the great sight. And then the Bible says, has he turned the Lord's book? Meaning, the entirety of that display was just to get his attention. So now, for some of us, we are more interested in the body bush. So now, you want to understand realm. You want to be able to say, ah! <laughs> as I entered into which bush, do you want to understand it? Really, as I entered into white one, the world that was white became black. Do you understand? And then the voice echoed out of it. Faraburu <laughs> Kubai. Do you understand? What did Moses do for such a thing? And let me also just say this in person. So when it comes to ministry, see, let me advise you. There's a people that God does kind of give to them. Amen. You know, I was supposed to be referring to Minister Friend of mine, um, Minister Victor Bishop, Pastor Victor Bishop. I was in my house a couple, of days, a couple of weeks ago. And then we were just talking. I was saying, you know, you know there's a way sometimes people just discuss and people just get to the point. People just say, hey, oh, man of God, what do I have? Spirit, what do I have? What do I have? What do I have? You can see prayer is good though. Long hours of prayer is good. But some people forget it's not prayer that did it. Amen. Okay, for example, when you hear that they give birth to a person and a light shone from sky on top of the person's head, which songs which I pray. <laughs> so now if you want to pray, you to get to that realm. There's no I'm I forgot the particular man who whenever they took a picture of him, they would see a hand on his head. Which prayer do you pray to get the hand on your head? And this one is not where the pictures are still there to date. You can go and see it. Amen? Some things, is God just carrying this like this and give it? And say, it's you and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Amen? Amen. And I think that's what you will not kill yourself. <laughs> but, ah, uh, you don't kill yourself. Oh. You see, there are some men that when you see them, you say, this one is not God. This one is not God's habitation. God just carrying it and give it. Amen. So let every man know where he stands. Don't be faithful where God puts you. Don't be doing wrong. And let your faithfulness become with his reward and be having more assignments as you are faithful. Amen. Amen. But don't ask it, ah! Just as, you know, just as this one has received Allo on his head, I want to receive, ah! <laughs> Why can't you Photoshop? That's what you do. <laughs> There's nothing else you want to do. There's no way you want to get that one. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So now look at Moses as well. So I already forgot about Moses. Now, so look at Moses. There was nothing special he did. Look at, for example, Peter. Peter. 
Okay, now let's go say, okay, Peter fasted and prayed. I'm very sure Peter wasn't the only person that fasted and prayed during that time. Are we together? So now in Acts 10, he fasts and prays, and then he falls into a deep sleep, and then he receives a vision from heaven, and then, you know, he receives a vision, and the meaning of the vision was, you know, that he could preach that the Gentiles also can be saved. Are we together, guys? Are we together, guys? Yes, Beautiful. What, what did Peter do? Do you realize, we are not told that Peter was asking God for him, for God to lead him. Bible says, in fact, that he was praying, we don't know what he was praying about, and then he fell into a deep sleep. Genuinely, I believe he needed sleep to receive that sleep. Peter can never be awake and believe that Gentiles can sleep. <laughs> because, because even in sleep, after, after the Lord lets down, the Lord lets down in with animals and he says, eat. He says, no, Lord. <laughs> you don't realize how very good that statement is. So you recognize that it's God that speaks. But you say no. So now, you are holier than God. Since, uh, I don't know if you forgot, but actually, <laughs> ah, thank you, Wakwe. Thank you very much. See, only I'm blessing. Only I'm blessing. Identification to the point where you forget that God is sovereign. Are we together? God, you were created for God, not God for you. For thy pleasure they were, they are, and were created. You were created for his pleasure, not your pleasure. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So let me just start from saying this. If God will not need you, you will not need you. Nothing you can do to change it. I think that's a very good place to start from this teaching. So you get that thing, you shield the hand of God, even if God is not interested. You must, ah, uh, I didn't teach you that too. You know, you know, when people say, even, you know, when your faith says yes, God can't say no. Ah, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He has to be gone. Ah, God will say no, and every man will say no too. <laughs> There's no ah. Hallelujah. So, see, in anything that involves God and man, even in prayer, and I'm going to teach you. You know, I like to ask one of you about prayer. And see, there is a way we can stretch Christian identity or Christian authority or the biblical authority in Christ that can begin to look as though we can manipulate things despite what God wants or despite whatever God wills. Ha! Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Say God is God. You know that statement means a lot. You say, do it like you say, it's God. It's very easy. It's God, though. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So, we start this one. Let's get right into it. So, Paul and Barnabas, also as well. Paul and Barnabas in Acts 13. Bible says, the message of God has passed. They're not told that they were praying for whatever. They're not praying that. They're not told that, you know, there was something on their mind. They wanted the mission. It's not because they wanted that, but we're not told about it. All we're just told is that as they ministered unto the Lord and they fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separating Barnabas and Saul. Hallelujah. So, what, what did he do to be saved? But now, here is what we can do also. There is this in Bible study where when you see what it is, or when you see what it is that you're trying to study about, you can try to bring those um, portions of scriptures together and try to notice the pattern. So, what we want to do now is we want to look through every single one of these verses and try to see what was consistent, aside from the fact that they were late. 
What was consistent? A consistent pattern between these verses. Are you together there? Yes, so let's do some Bible study. So let's go. So yeah, one. Let's remember what have we been doing since. Anyways, all right. So now, so let's start from Abraham. So now you see Abraham, Genesis chapter from his most thing, and you see God just calling a man, telling him, "Come out of your house, go to a place that I'm going to show you, and then I'm going to make you rich." But what you will not realize until when you look into the epistles was that this man, all right, that when God spoke to this man Abraham, he wasn't just telling him a command to leave; he was preaching the gospel to him in the field. And so when he says that in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, he is actually saying that through your language will come the Messiah who will provide salvation for the entirety of mankind. Are we together here? So from the eye of observation, we just see God telling the man to leave his father's house, go to a place he's going to show him and stuff like that, and all that, all of those charismatics. But when we look into the epistles with a much more clear understanding of salvation, we see God preaching the gospel to a man in a figure. Are we together here? Are we together? So in that story. What we see is salvation. Are we together? Does that make sense, guys? Let's move on. Pharaoh. Pharaoh. So now, guys, pay attention to something. This is going to So now, you see Pharaoh. Pharaoh, you know, has a vision. And now, five, seven years old, um, seven years old, plenty. And now he knows to see before her. So now he's talking. He's talking. He's talking. And then, seven years of famine. But now he has saved so much, he has more than enough. So now seven years of family come after like a year or two, everybody's hungry. And now they begin to sell things to Pharaoh. Pharaoh becomes the richest king. Some of you don't understand why Pharaoh became, why Pharaoh was called the God of the earth, as at the point when Moses came to free the Israelites. It was actually because of that thing. Because at the end of the family, Pharaoh had become so rich, people were literally selling their lands to him, to eat. Are we together? So there was actually a point in time where Pharaoh literally owned half of the entire earth. That, because of that family, he won't have of the entire earth. Now, here's the interesting thing. You will look at that story and think, ah, Pharaoh, you know, Egypt became so rich. And what you don't realize was that the entire entirety of that thing was just so that the family of Jacob could be preserved. Are we together? Because don't forget, Joseph said, God sent me before you so that I could preserve your life. So Joseph was the one who had the interpretation of the dream. Joseph was the one who came up with the idea. And because Joseph was there, he could now tell his brothers to come and bring his family members. Are we together there? And then they brought them away from where they were family into Egypt so that they could be kept. So now you know the way we've been taught to think is you now look at Pharaoh, you say, ah, the way rich. You say, what are the what, what are the insights from the life of Pharaoh? What are the supernatural things we can study from Pharaoh? And you don't realize Pharaoh was only a byproduct. Are we together, guys? Yes, that the real family that was in focus was Jacob. Yeah. Was Jacob's family. It was because they had to preserve that Pharaoh became rich alongside. And how do you know that? The moment they left, what was there for you? Are we together, guys? Do you understand me? So the blessing was with Jacob. Pharaoh only encountered this because he was of need at that point in time. Are you with me, guys? Do you understand me? But then, more, you know, beyond all of that, all of those things that you know, you there, one important thing to see in all of that is this: is that now, don't forget, God had already promised beforehand that Abraham's lineage would bear the Messiah, and then through Abraham's lineage, all right, you, you hear God called God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. Meaning, the promise wasn't just to Abraham; the promise was also to Isaac. Are we together? The promise was also to Jacob. So, meaning, also through Jacob's lineage, the Messiah would come. Are we together? And so, for the Messiah to come through the lineage of Jacob. The family of Jacob had to be preserved. Do you understand me? Yes, so what you actually see, you know, you see Joseph's life, and you're interested in Joseph's life. Say the life of peace. 
from the pits to the to Bolivar's house to prison to prime minister. Such a big guy. No. What you don't realize is that Joseph's life was simply a means by which the lineage of the desire was kept. You see, what we say the Bible is a Christocentric material. We actually mean it. The stories you read in the Bible, how they are relevant to the gospel. And unless you think that way, you will constantly see supernatural things as esoteric matters. You will not see their relevance to salvation. Are you with me? Yes, you will see, let me just give you, just do this on I mean, for serious ones, I'm not giving you anyways. Do this on your <laughs> right? Do this. Go and study all of the spectacular occurrences in the Old Testament. And you will see that what that comes to them oftentimes it was very fast to salvation. Most of the time. Was very fast to salvation. Most of the time. For example, all of the things that happened with Israel. Do you think Israel was something special? No! It was simply because the Messiah had to come through them, so they had to be preserved. Do you understand? It was simply that the Messiah is going to come to you guys, so no matter what happens, you people must still be kept. I have to get that Do you understand me? And the reason I said before that the most important person in the entire, in the entire story of, um, of, of Joseph was Judah is because Jesus was going to come out of the tribe of Judah. So Judah had to be alive. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we together guys? So in, in Abraham, in Moses, in Pharaoh and Joseph, we've seen one consistent thing. God's plan of salvation. Are we together guys? Do you understand me? And of course, by the time you move into the epistles like we saw, you saw with Peter. Now, Peter's dream, as I said before, it, it, it took a dream for Peter to know that Jesus can be saved. Knowing the way Peter was, he needed a dream. Are we together, guys? Do you understand me? So, of course, that was, for, um, that was of course, God's plan for salvation, that Gentiles could also be saved. But much more importantly, do you realize that that vision was the reason the church finally came to agree as it seemed? That Gentiles could be saved. Because, I mean, from Acts 18, Paul and Barabbas had gone out to start preaching the gospel, and they had begun to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And they had been seeing you know, results. So now, the brethren in Jerusalem heard that Gentiles are getting saved. So they called them, summon them. They were just like, you know what I mean? In the school, right? So, summon them. Come, they were like, what is the Bible teaching? What is the Bible teaching? Come here. You know? And has God the habit? This one guy who is teaching the same thing, but because they like him. <laughs> now, he now says, I who remember in Acts 10, when I went to the house of Cornelius, and then I preached the gospel, and the God said, and in fact, they spoke in tongues. And after he was done saying, so they said, I have to preach, Because of that, Gentiles can be saved. So, can you see that the problem was never the message? It was who said it. See now. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to God. You know, you know. <laughs> You know, there's something that, uh, you see, there's a thing that, well, it's, it's experience, yeah? after you learn it, you will not kill yourself. There's a particular lady then, when I was in my ministry, there was a thing like that. What else did you do to speak in tongues? Kill her, I call her, I call her, I call her, I call her, I Context, post-test, pre-test, everything, she says it's a lie. Kill me, she says no, but you cannot speak in tongues, it's not possible. The same person, one particular man, which I, of course, one I respect, alright? There was not this revival of everybody speaking in tongues. The same person without theology. The same lady. Catholic, Catholic, So, see, let me, let me say, there are people that, it does not matter the oil of your life, they will not listen. 
Amen. Don't kill yourself. Uh, what is that? Me, I don't, I don't used to listen. You know, I was just saying something jokingly. Um, um, somebody came for KCM last last December. Interestingly, he was somebody. He was a guy I tried to reach out to when he was in Zondre level, and he got him away from me. But now he's not with the disciple of himself. Interestingly, the person who discipled him, I didn't tell him so that you know. So I cannot say you want for do that. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Alright, let's move on, guys. Let's move on, guys. Alright, so we've seen so we seen also from Peter's story that there was actually a relevance in that leading to salvation. Are we together, guys? Are we together? Then after um, Peter, of course, Paul and Barnabas, separate me by and so for the work where I have called the gospel, going out to work to preach the gospel. Does that make sense, guys? So one consistent thing you will actually see concerning divine leading is actually its relevance to God's salvation plan. <laughs> Let me say, guys, any form of teaching on divine leading that estranges the believer or that estranges the believer from God's plan on the earth to ensure that every man is saved and is brought into the light of the gospel will lead to greed and selfishness. And, and that's the thing, you know, unconsciously, we have pushed the theology of divine leading that promotes it. Oh, you want to know what business to do? You want to know which of the five boys to date? Ask God. And then he tells you to date the other one. <laughs> oh, such a good God. <laughs> you know? So, I know that's, you know, that's the idea of the very thing we always have. You know, marriage. So, you said everybody knew that that's why you came. <laughs> marriage, uh, money, career, finance. Nothing about gospel. Even when you think about career, you know, it's a different thing when. Your, your prayers regards dividing for your career is in terms of its relevance to the work of ministry. For example, the career, a career that's going to make me have more time for the gospel. Are you with me? Do you understand me? A spouse who is going to, not just going to allow me, I always say this in particular to ladies, if you're a lady with the call of God upon your life, you don't, you're not looking for a man who just allows you to do God's work. It's a man who believes in God's call of your life. Do you understand? A, a man can even still risk it with a woman, even though it's a bad, of course. But for a lady, it's gone. It's gone already. That's the truth. Alright. So you, you now need to realize because some of you might not wonder. Are you now saying that we shouldn't ask for God God's leading as regards those, those things? First of all, quick question. Look at the epistles. How many times was divine leading used for personal things? Very long to quickly in your mind. Think in the book when divine leading was done because of career or finances or the gospel or etc. etc. Quickly. I know some of you think Agabus. When it signified that it was going to be a famine. But that was a famine in the entire land. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. 
But I'm talking of when somebody said, God, I want to marry Kini Kinshe. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This is not to say. I don't know what I have to say. What are you trying to say? I just explained to you. Don't be slow about it. Don't add in your heart as in your location. Listen to me. When it comes to asking for God's leading in your life, it has to be relevant with God's work upon you. Any teaching on divine that is devoid of that is just it is promoting the divine in unrighteousness. It is selfishness and self-giving. Literally, you've turned the spirit of God into merchandise. Just like OJ, OJ, ah, freedom, I wish your business by when you catch it. No. That's not, that's not what the Spirit of God is there for. How we together, guys? Do you understand me? So here's the thing. In our understanding of God's leading, we must identify purpose. I, I mean, for, um, I can't really explain the purpose right now, but if you want to understand better, I thought about this in, in Caruso County 2021, right? KCM 2021, understanding purpose. Right? So you can just do a study on that. But pretty much, when we talk about purpose, God's purpose for the earth for marrying is that every man knows Christ and takes him. Are we together? Do you understand me? Now, within that purpose, Believers cannot begin to have specific needs. So there are some people, for example, who are called to say, for example, to pastor churches. There are some who are called to serve. All right. There are some who we did that purpose, for example, with finances of the gospel. But everybody is still going to preach. Amen. 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 I will together, guys. Everybody is still going to do that work of preaching. But they cannot be specific for each and every one of us. So your divine leading will actually have to do with God's purpose for the church. I will together. And this is not the reason. The reason some of you are having to always pray for God to lead you. It's because you are doing nothing that's because purpose. You are doing nothing. Because, let me say this. If you have to constantly pray for divine leading, chances are you are disobedient. Because, as I just told you, you hardly ever see the apostles pray for divine leading in the scripture. The only way we knew that they were led was that they were led. Almost never pray for it. In fact, I'm saying almost because I'm giving you a chance for it in case I've not seen. But we don't see any place where they, where they pray for divine leading. They, they were just led. So it was not something that was in it. They just did it. Are we together, guys? Do you understand me? Exactly. So in our understanding of divine leading, we must identify purpose. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Say to know Christ and to make him known. That's my life. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Are you tired? Are you tired? Don't say no. Somebody already tired. There's no need to be needed. Stand up. Stand up, boo. Stand up. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Let us Say I have. I have. What the word says. What the word says. I, have. I have. Say I am. I have. Who the word says. I am. Say I can do. I have. What the word says. And he had gone. 
Bible says, the Lord said to Abraham, he said, now stand up. He says, look left, look right, look front and back. He says, everywhere your eyes see, he says, I'm giving it to you. So listen, Abraham was a man with a blessing. Meaning wherever he went, he carried it with him. Are we together? Yes. So it wasn't a function of location, it was a function of demand. Are we together? Listen, now, let me just say something. I always tell this to my guys. I have no problem with anybody traveling else. Because I feel like there's another theology that makes it look like if you travel else, you're not in God's plan. It's a lie. Amen. Amen. If you want to travel, travel. Gospel the Lord. Do you understand? We are spreading everywhere. Amen. But listen to me. I, I won't travel under the ideology that I cannot make it here. Listen to me. Anywhere I go, I'm blessed. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Things will work out for me there. Yes, sir. Are we together, guys? Yes, Do you understand me? So even if I go, I just go because I was told to go. Not because I think I can't be blessed here. I am in the blessing. Yes, sir. I'm the blessed man. Said there was something that she was supposed to tell me about, and she was arguing about what she was telling me. And then he said she slept, and then I appeared behind you. Hallelujah. Let me say something. This ideology that um, you know, when you see somebody that is dressed, you know, looking, you know, wearing shirt and clean by that, they don't really know about cleaning. Ah, ah, unjel. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, I mean, probably just because of the kind of background I'm from, I'm not a fan of posting things like that. In fact, some of you know, um, after KCM last year, I actually told some of you to send your testimonies, and I already took a screenshot to plan I was going to post it, you know, and stuff like that. And I just said, no. So that we don't um, respect me, that we don't talk or shout about it, doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. With the sea of state, it's normal. It happens consistently. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We've stopped, we've stopped oppressing dreams from happening consistently. It's not speaking, and we tell you it's not happening again, and it's not going to happen. Hallelujah. Yes, Glory to Jesus. Say I'm the blessing. I'm the blessing. I'm the blessing. I'm the blessing. God's power is working. God's power is working. God's power is working. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise God. If not for Zion now, she will now as my piano. As my piano. And the spirit used to flow different to piano. Even even as God called us now, I should not have to. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, guys. Let's continue. So we've seen. So we've seen. Um, number one, understanding Jaira when it comes to divine leading. Number two, we have seen the relevance of divine leading to purpose, all right, or the plan of salvation, all right. Next up, let's see. Now, if we agree on these two, now there's another important thing we have to talk about: the idea of success. 
success. Because and, and I tweeted about this in one version of this, and I said, if if you are going to function independently, you have to have an idea of success that is consistent with your mission. Hallelujah. Because another issue is we think a lot of us think the idea of divine meaning at the end of the day is so that by the time we are done, people look at us and say, ah ah, but boy, you got to be the look up. Ah, but we take all the truth. Do you understand? So our idea of divine meaning, for example, is when Joseph becomes prime minister. So ah, God's hand is in this. But then maybe Paul, maybe you are Paul's guy. And then, you know, after Paul wanted to go to Asia, he was restrained in the spirit to not to go. He wanted to go somewhere else. The spirit of God told him not to go. Then he had a dream, and God now told him, go to Macedonia. I was there, go to Macedonia. Maybe Paul now calls you, Aspaji, no matter. Baba, I'm not from Akinusha, and then he said, ah, I had a dream. You know, this time, I'm trying to go to this place. I got to Akinusha, I had a dream. And I saw a man that said, come to Macedonia. And he's like, glory to God. And God is moving. Hey, I go to God. I go to take over the place. I see the nations. The nations are subdued. Everything is happening. Everything. And then, about two days later, for no number called me. Ah, take me share. You pick on me. You hear Paul's voice. Hello? Can you do this? And you call me. No one called me. No one called me. Can you do this? I'm in prison. Prison game. What happened? There's a lot. And we can't say a long story. We can't talk about it. No problem, I'm about to invite you to the I'm probably going to go to Jeremiah. So there's a, there's a particular portion of scripture we like to use a lot. Jeremiah, go there. Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah 29 and verse um, and verse 11. It says, why no? Go to the previous verse. Verse 10. 
Because here is the thing. The idea of the expected end we think we are seeing there is our expected end. The expected end that we want. But look at look at verse from verse 10. For thus said the Lord that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you in causing you to return to this place. So what was the expected end? The return of Israel to, to their land. Bringing them out of exile in Babylon back to their land. The expected end was the fact that God had already told them before that he would only spend 70 years in Babylon. So now the expected end is God's expected end for them. Amen. 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 So you cannot say amen anymore. Hallelujah. So the expected end is not that fine, brother. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's not the expected He might be. So I can guess. <laughs> yeah. I see, you know, a funny TikTok trend. This one that I go with is Jaira. You are renounced, and then they use videos like when that sister in the Lord is leading the praise worship, when that brother in the Lord is speaking in tongues, or when that brother in the Lord holds your hands in uh-huh. time of prayer. Uh-huh. Uh, that one was serious. <laughs> that, one, that one was serious. Let's move on. All right. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So, the idea of expected end that we have is our own expected end, not God's expected end. Hallelujah. Whereas, the context of this scripture is God has already spoken the word about what he's going to do. Are we together, guys? So, when he says, I know the thought I have towards you, says the Lord, thought of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. What is the expected end? That deliverance from Babylon because he has said it. So, can you not see what I said? Any idea of divine living that does not put into account the sovereignty of God is wrong. God will not do what he's not going to do. It sounds like, of course, yeah, but yes. Meaning, if he's going to do it, he'll do it. If he's not, not see he do, he do. He <laughs> will not do. He will not do. He do. not sin. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. 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 Exactly. So, in your idea of divine leading, you must come to an, an understanding of success that is wherever God leads me to be success. And, and particularly for a generation that is largely moved by what people think. I want, I want my idea to look like I'm living life. Jesus, it matters more when you travel, that people know you travel than that you are there. So now you travel. The first thing, first thing, first thing you do, see in Farah Valley, enjoy the place. Take in the ambience. Get fresh air. Ladies, ladies, word man, because I can't use what he said. I don't want to be a mechanic, I want to be a boy. You know, they need to know that's the thing. So, so now, the first time, maybe you know that, okay, maybe for example, you're going to start a book. What will they see? A lot of you are just beginning to accept the idea of being called to mission now that they are fashionable pastors. <laughs> now that ministry is looking glamorous, where they are doing something rules, ministry is not so bad. And I promise you, if that's the reason you went, you will cry around you. I'm telling you, because, because, because these people never entered it because of that reason. What you are seeing is just, it just I'm telling you, let me explain something to you. Those guys, if today you still them up, that picture and drama and everything, they will still be as weak as they are. All those couple goes, I hope you 
you realize if someone goes picture you are looking at and you think, oh, they didn't post for the picture. Then there's a picture that was trending. Hey, hey, there's a picture that was trending. I've been using to do last day a couple goals. And you realize when they took those pictures, some people were even away. So they were not posing for the ground, but your couple goals is right. It's not it's not cause. It's not cause. That's the couple goals. The same thing cannot be less. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Are we together, guys? Do you understand me? So, you need to have an understanding of success that is wherever God leads me to, I'm going. I'm going to, I'm going to make a post on, on Twitter very soon. And it's going to be as regards the idea of this making Christianity look cool. Amen. Amen. Let me say something. I've always said it. I'm always saying it. The only reason we can dress like this is because the, the word allows it. If we find today in the word that suit is wrong, amen, amen. and that we have to wear to man, that that's what Christianity demands. Yes. We'll wear to. Are we together? Yes, sir. It's not, we are not refining, we are not a, a new generation of Christianity. <laughs> Our folks, my folks, I'm going to be in a series, get the first century believer. You surely have an idea that the title is not the title, it's an insult. <laughs> Dear 21st century believer. What is 21st century believer? <laughs> I wanted to do it next week. That, that was, I was planning to do it next week. It's an insult. New generation believers. In the rubbish. New generation believers. What is a new generation believer? If you is a believer, did the gospel change? No. What do you mean by new generation believer? Yeah, our own sign The generation. Amen. Let me just move on. I don't want to enter trouble. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Are we together, guys? Yes, sir. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. So the point of what I just said is this: is that you must have an idea of success when it comes to God's healing that is only consistent with what God's plan is for your life. And so if so, don't get me thinking that God telling me to stay back in Nigeria, for example, is so that ah, even when those people travel and go, some have terrible minds that when they travel and go, they will come back the way they left. And then, do you know people actually have that kind of reason? That they come back with and they would then by the time they come back and meet you. Yeah. You would have to be like, Shiba, I told you. Shiba, I told you not to go. Why, why does that, why does other people's failure have to validate your success? Why? Do you understand that point? See, let me tell you, you must come to a point where you say, if God tells you to stay back, I don't care whether I become richer or I become, the most important thing is God asks you to stay back and I can stay back. That the Lord can require something of me and I can do it. That's a blessing. Are we together? We need to raise a generation of believers that are selfless. When it is about God's plan, not about them. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Because we are, let me just stop this a little. It also goes into, the idea, into this idea of um, 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 your ministry must not suffer. If you do, eh? Uh-huh. Amen? Amen? If you do, eh? Uh-huh. Of the truth. We will not look at you suffer and be happy with this. We will not always for you not to suffer. But uh, if you suffer so, hallelujah. And I mean, is it is, are the days of suffering for the gospel behind us? Yes, They're not. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you understand my point? Yes, this is not saying you have to suffer. But this is saying if you have to suffer, blessed are you. Jesus literally said it. He said, blessed are you, they persecute you for my sake. Is that what he said? Yes, sir. I will say But at the same time, it does not mean we go about it for persecution. No, but at the same time, if you are a spirit that you blessed, it's yes, simple. Hallelujah. Up Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. All right. Then, number four. So, I've spoken about Jaira. I've spoken about what was number two? 
Divine and purpose number three, success. Number four, a willing heart. And we're about to round. We, are, we need to round up now. A willing heart, Lord Jesus. Please, just for, try to follow the gospel meeting. There are a lot of things I want to say. I have not had time to say. And I, actually, I've talked, I've talked about a, leading, a willing heart in little. And it is this, is that, as I said before, a lot of us idolize the idea of what leading us than what actually it leads us about. So, for example, God leads me. When I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you say something to me. I want to hear this thing. Then he says, okay, then he says, leave your father's house and your mother's house. So please, I'm going to show you. So it was more about how you were there, or that you were there, than that you obeyed the Are you with me? Ah, you see, this is very important because human beings are easily moved. We can see you crying to God and praying to God for leading, and we are moved for you and say, Ah, that person so has such a heart for God. And in the reality of it, your heart is not there. Do you understand my point? In fact, your heart is actually that you just want to be able to say God led me. I will not say that. And this, is also, and this also goes for people who are constantly asking God to be led for what they have already led them about, but they don't like what He said. <laughs> Amen. That's what about this. You want to say. So now, the same you, it brought him to ask you out. It brought him to ask you out. Yeah, no problem. Brother in church, father for the Lord, and everything. But it's not your spec, which is not bad. I mean, if you are not expecting, I'm not expecting it. Yes, and so, he tells the brother, I trust that the Lord will be forgiven. But move on. Yes, and then the brother collects his hair, chest it. Who can battle with the Lord? And move on. And then, then now, another brother, no, this is not a brother. Unbelieving guy. Yes, but. As, as the devil will catch you, he has trained up to church three times just because of me. <laughs> so now, he now you know, comes to meet you. You, know, you. <laughs> after service, every time, it's you who are seeing me. Every single Sunday. <laughs> What's the problem? Every single Sunday. It's you. Every single Sunday. It's you who are seeing me without service. You say you are discipling me. Can you disciple Then, all of a sudden, he's everyone coming out. So now wait. So you are not going to be praying and fasting. Agnes, why are you praying and fasting? There's nothing else. Oh my God. See, they're not coming. You're not like that. I'm sorry. You know, all these things, I'm not even saying this. But this guy, he just asked me out and all. I'm just praying fast. They're praying and fasting. Sister, um, sorry, but my mother was very lecturing. To ask you out. Can you tell your problem is not that you actually respect God that much? It's not actually like as though you raise God to the extent that you can't make a decision. It's that there's something you are looking for. Do you understand? And let me tell you, soon enough you will hear it. I'm telling you. Soon enough, you will hear, soon enough you will hear you can change him. Then maybe maybe Pastor is giving the prophecy and saying, I see men who are willing become willing. Amen. Oh, this table is strong. I didn't even know that we were going to respond to you this much. Wow, wow, that's don't worry. Next month. 
transition on the title of next month's teaching for for Ife is is it Ife? Yeah, Ife is this love matter. Huh. <laughs> you know, this is the first time also ever that I'm teaching a relationship. <laughs> oh God. Let's just continue. Some of you, you will break up at the door. Like, <laughs> as we're leaving here at the door, whether it's talking stage, you will break up. Because me too, I will pray for you. I will pray for you that every relationship that is not of God should die. And you say amen. <laughs> so, you, you just notice that the guy will just tell me he's not interested anymore. You, and you call me and you'll be crying and say, yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So, so now, because a very good, a classical example of this is what happened with Balaam and Balak. So now, Balaam is a prophet. Balaam is a prophet. So now, you know, Balak, who is the king of Moab, has seen that this Israelite, the way they are moving, they are moving well. Definitely, there's something about them. So he goes to meet Balak. He says, and then he sends, you know, the top officials, go and meet this guy. Tell him to come around. I want him to prophesy against the Israelites. Right. And then now God has told Baba, don't bother yourself. These people, they are the people, they are blessed. I was there. Baba knows that. But then the, 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 you know, the, the, the Baba tells them that there's no point wasting our time. These people are better because they will finish you people. Just go. They go. Balak says, you know what? I'm going to send more guys. He sends more honorable men, sends more gifts to Baba. Now, if we are being honest, God has spoken. You, the second time they come, you say, let me go and consult again. What are you consulting? Has God not spoken? We got changed his mouth now. <coughs> so now you go the second time to prophesy, to go. You come out and say, thank God for now, your conscience is still intact. So you say, ah, God says the same thing. Go. Now the third time they come, you now say you go to ask God. Now this part of the place is a bit dicey because according to scripture, the Bible says God told you to go. But then along the way, we see that the Bible says the hand of the Lord was killed against him. And then there's an angel to smite him. I have a position to believe that personally, he believed God told him it was great acceptance. Because, and I'm going to explain why. Because the Bible clearly says God was angry that he went. But here's the most important thing, and you might lose sight of this. The fact that a prophet, an angel is standing before him and can't see it. Greed had blinded him. An angel of God was standing. So much so that he took a donkey. So now a donkey can see an angel, but you can't. And you are not sensitive enough to notice that this donkey that has been moving about with me has never acted this way. He does it one time. Because I want to get there faster, I'm going to let it go. Just please the donkey. You mean, so, you know, at, at some point, the donkey has to speak. And here's the interesting thing. Donkey speaks, he doesn't shake you. To think something must be around. Use your respect to the donkey now. I can you say that? So now, so this is the angel of the Lord. Falls down, the angel says, no problem, goes there and prophesy. Now, you see Balaam again. Now, first time, they set up a mount, they set up an altar, Balaam goes to prophesy. Prophesy the word of the Lord. Who the Lord has blessed? No man can curse. So, understand, he says all those things. He has said it already. Is it not already obvious enough? God cannot cause these people. They said they would, you know, you know, you should go there and prophesy again. You say what you are trying to do. You are trying to get to a point maybe a cost will come out so that they give you money. Are we together? So, you know, if we now look at Balaam and we look at the way Balaam is prophesying, we say, ah, that's a man of God. He has a heart for the Lord so much, he always wants to prophesy. No. He has a heart of greed so much, he hopes a cost can come out so the king will like him and give him money. 
Are we together? So, listen, there's a way you can see people praying. Ah, God, show me this, show me that, show me this. Then, listen, don't be fool. God is not mocked. Are we together? Particularly when God has spoken about this matter again. Now, do not forget, this same father was the guy that said, God is not the man that you should like. Neither the son of man that he should repent. So, you, that means you know that God does not say something and take it back. So, why do you keep prophesying again and again man of God? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? And how do we now know and agree on this? Jude now speaks about it in Jude 1 and verse 11. And he says that, I have, you know, he says that these men have gone after the way of Bala, after the wages of iniquity. Because at the end of the day, his grief showed up. He gave the Moabites the idea of sleeping with the Israelites so that they would face the vengeance of God. So at the end of the day, because that's the thing, see, why the, 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 the line you are treading on is a very thin line. You, you, you think that you can use God to play that thing. Your grief will show up and it will kill you. And then, you know, I said that, so now you're asking God, God, is he, is he the one or is he not the one? Soon enough, you hear something and you hear that he's the one. Are we together, guys? Do you understand me? And you will genuinely think it was God. Because for a very long time, you have manipulated your conscience to a point where your belly is your God. Are you with me, guys? So now you are hearing audibly what sounds like the voice of God, but it's the voice of your belly. Are we together, guys? Are we together, guys? So, see, when it comes to God's leading, don't try to play smart with God. He is God. Don't try to play smart with God. He is God. So, when he, when he has said, this is it, that is it. So now, God says, for example, start a work or follow a particular ministry. This ministry is based in Nigeria. Oh, I'm seeing the branch lab road. He just told you that two months ago. All of you, you, you now all of a sudden, God, you like traveling back on it. And you, you are now acting like as you because you hate to your way. You hate to your way. God, wherever you want me to go, I'm going to go. He just told you two months ago, stay with it. Even though he didn't tell you stay in Nigeria, he told you stay with the ministry that's only based in Nigeria. So what does that mean? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Matter so much that God should lead you. You know, Bible said of you know when when the angels of the Lord were going to Sodom, you know, one of the angels said, you know, he said, Shall I hide this thing that I want to do for my friend? He says, For well, I know you that you command his children or to suffer. Meaning, one of the reasons why Abraham was privy to spiritual information was this God knew Abraham was a doer. If you tell him, he does it. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Why should the Lord commit divine resources to your hand when the initial instructions he has given you is not doing anything? You think God is going to do this in You think so? So now, ordinary God going to the world and preaching, God is every preacher. He's not done. But he wants to be an apostle to nations. Come and collect the nations. <laughs> Who will give you? Can I do it? I don't know. Is it because of the He's always to judge, he's always to judge, 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 maybe sense wants to make it. No, why is it? It's not, why? I don't, it's not, it's, ah. See, you really think if, if one man covers me, it's not powerful. One man covers me, I think you will realize the work of evangelism and discipleship. If one man covers the entirety of Angola block A, it is work. 
Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So go and labor. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want divine resources, more divine, that's the thing. This is work with faithfulness. The more you labor, the, faith, the more faithful you are, the more assignments come. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Look at Paul, for example. In Acts 9, after the moment he was saved, he went about preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. That's how he was. He was just the man that loves to preach the gospel. Acts 11, him and Barnabas in Antioch, serving faithfully. Serving faithfully in Antioch. If I were to say that was the first place where believers were called Christians, in Acts 12, you know, where that was signified by prophecy that there was going to be famine in the land, they sent them to go and provide relief to all of the churches. And as they were going providing those relief, they were also strengthening the churches. That's what the Bible says. It was not until Acts 13 that the Holy Ghost now says, separate the Bible and so But they also realized that the strength with which they would maintain that commission had already been built beforehand. They didn't just begin to preach. Are you with me? They have been doing the work since. I'm telling you, what you, you think what you need is one special call. If the call comes, you will do nothing. Because you have nothing to sustain it with. You have no training. With your 30 minutes prayer, that even the 30 minutes is a problem. And you want to be a person to the Not Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you answer that? Oh, Lord God, why even make it too much for you? <laughs> And this, this, now listen to me, this was not in any way that played the workings of God in your life. Are we together? But this is just saying, faithfulness is divine. Start from where you are. This idea of, it is just the way a lot of us, you've not done any business before. I'm, I'm building the best group. And you can't. It's not cause, you actually cannot. Genuinely, you can't. You are building the best group. You, the same you. You cannot sustain anything for even two weeks. Start off before the <laughs> that was good though. That was good though. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So learn to start, learn to be faithful, and then divinely follow you along the line of purpose. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Alright. So we've seen so those are the foundations of divine leading, really. Alright. We've seen a willing heart, we've seen understanding gyra, we've seen understanding success. Alright. So let's just look at wrong. I'm, I'm gonna round up here now. Wrong notions about divine leading. Okay, wrong notions about divine leading. First of all, is the idea that and let me stop it. Let me start from here. Divine leading basically is God telling you what to do, or God speaking to you. That's simply what divine leading is. It's not just that. Don't overcomplicate matters. And so, when you recognize that that's what divine leading is, it begins to change certain theology we had. Oh, if I sin, God will not talk to me. Well, he doesn't sin because of me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. First of all, as Jesus spoke of it, every man in the Old Testament did not have the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So they were natural men. Men without the Holy Ghost. And God spoke to them. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you heard of the pagan king? God literally appeared to him because of Abraham. He says, You're a dead man. The woman you have carried, you are, you are done for. Are we together? The same thing happened to Pharaoh. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Are, are we together, guys? Yes, Do you understand me? So, so the idea that, oh, if I see God, not talk to me, it's, it's not true. 
Hallelujah. And we can condemn sin. Because now, and that person is not saying that, oh, are you not saying that, oh, she continues to sin now. For God's sakes, this is 2023. Stop that rubbish, baby. <laughs> Do you understand? Nobody said that you should go and be sinning your father now. Sin is bad. One, uh, um, okay, um, um, I will not disown you, even if you bash my car. Does that mean I can be bashing your car up and down? <laughs> You you grow up in Jovenel Center. That's it. Because you understand. I did not say go and be bashing my car. I only said even if you bash my car, I will not disown you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So it's just that basic. I did not say go and be sin. I only said sin does not stop God from talking to you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Because we have seen from scripture that it doesn't. Glory to Jesus. So we can condemn sin, but we don't have to call we don't have to say what the Bible is not saying. Are we together? Do you understand me? Is that sin? So sin doesn't stop him. Sin doesn't stop God from talking to you. Sin is not that great to stop God from talking to you. In fact, let me tell you, let me, this one is a little bit of a full experience. In Daniel 5, alright, so men were eating and drinking. They were, they were shazam, you know, and, you know, what is it? Him. And then out of this thing, they have forgotten that it is God that makes things. So, you know, it felt like, ah, this thing is, you know, maybe somebody was happy. <laughs> and he was happy to say, yeah, 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 oh morning. But God entered, God down this, God bring me the, the those um, hotel suits that they brought out of the temple in Israel. Come bring it out. That's in one. And particularly that they are golden lost and cannot play. That one has sent this thing. King of that one is so here cannot move from anywhere. <laughs> and at that point they brought it out and they were drinking and all. <laughs> you know, and hand just appeared. And then they wrote something on the wall. Bible says immediately he was filled with fear. He did not know what was there. Well, you know, the department. And then what was written was many, many people fasting. Now, as basic as that is, God spoke to them in the Yes, God passed across an information to them while they were in sin. Are we together, guys? Do you understand? So the idea that, oh, God of the sin, even if what God passes across to you is judgment, is he spoke to you? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Are we together, guys? All right. So that's that. So it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not consistent with scripture. Are we together, guys? I hope you realize that Cornelius, as I when he received, as I when he received the vision to go and call Peter, he was unsaved. Are we together, guys? Are we together? He was unsaved. He was unsaved. So the idea that God, that God can't lead you because you are in sin, is wrong. Number two, another wrong notion. If God wants to speak to you, you will miss it. And let, this, is, this is what some of you actually came for. Let me, let me say it to you very clearly. This is me. You are actually not big enough. So, make it impossible for God to tell you something. You are not. Do you realize, as I said before, the entirety of what happened with the burning bush was just so that Moses' attention would be caught. <coughs> that was all. God wasn't trying to do anything special with it. He just was, he, the entirety of the burning bush was so that Moses could just have his attention. And the moment he had Moses' attention, the Bible says he spoke God. The Bible says the fact that the moment the Lord saw that Moses had already faced just the great size, immediately the Lord spoke. Meaning the entirety of the morning which was just so that Moses could get Moses' attention to the God. Are we together? So God is such that he is ready to cause a sin to get your attention. Are we together, guys? And this is actually the most. See, some of you don't realize it, but it is ungodly. Because let me tell you what the devil does. In a need to be led. Now you are so um, anxious. I want to be led. I want to be led. You are so anxious. You want to know what decision is. Your anxiety now makes it impossible for you to hear what God is telling you. Do you understand me? You are not calm enough to realize if God wants to speak to me. 
you see, if there's anything you must give this team with, it is this, it is that I have more confidence in God's ability to lead me than in my ability to gain. If God wants to lead me, he will. It's that simple. I'm going to talk about this in Lagos when God decides. I'm going to talk about it. When, for example, you're asking for leading and the director is not talking, what do you do then? I'm going to talk about that in Lagos. So I tell you, you have to talk about it here. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So you must live. See, it's that simple. If God wants to let me know, he will let me know. It's that simple, guys. It's actually that simple. The anxiety that comes from, oh, I want to hear God, I want to hear God, it's not God. It's actually not. Bible says that it's no worry. Jesus said it. It says no worry. Doesn't mean that you should not, you know, plan. But it says take motors. Don't worry. Don't be full of worry. Don't let your heart be filled with anxiety. Be anxious for nothing. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Say, I trust God. To lead me. He's a super communicator. He's a super communicator. He can get my attention. He can get my attention. He can get my attention. That's simple. God can get your attention. Actually, that is, that, you see, that's there is the summary of divine. In my life, that's the summary of divine. I'm telling you, as much as we Yes, interesting thing. As much as we receive instructions by the Spirit of God in Kerry's ministry, I can hardly remember when I actually went to pray and said, God, what's the next thing to do? He, thought, he just always catches up. In fact, a lot of times I'm always like, Sir, hey, Father Bandy, let's finish this one. Just, let's finish it. We've not even done this one to anybody here. He's telling us the next thing. Because that's the thing. It's a matter of faithfulness. I was together, guys. What some people are saying, I want to do the next thing. So far, people, but it's a silence. So, amen. I was together. Some of you bombarded. Why? Because they keep doing it. They keep doing it. All the ones, look at your notes. Oti, your prophecy notes is 40 minutes. <laughs> and he said, you don't have a single disciple. <clears throat> According to your prophecy, you made you alone as covered Asia, Africa, and Pakistan. <laughs> but in reality, you don't even cover yourself. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that one there. Ah, you are new. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So that's it. So you need to realize God is a master communicator. Think about the fact that you realize, aside the fact that, of course, we see God's miraculous hands in the miracles in Psalm 95. I'm sorry, in, 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 um, in, in, in the wilderness with the children of Israel. For example, when he caused water to flow out of the rock, when he rained down manna from heaven, when, of course, he even parted the sea for them to pass. Now, those were miraculous signs to preserve them. But you also realize that part of the reason he did those things was also so that they would believe. So, sorry, it was also so that they would believe in him. They would believe in the fact that he was able to take them to Canaan. So when, of course, he did those things to preserve them, he also did those things as a sign to them. Are we together? So imagine that a man, sorry, God raised manna from heaven just so that you people can believe in him. Can you? So meaning at the point when he did it, they were still in unbelief. Are you with me? So how much more the believer who believes of the truth that God can lead him? It's an anomaly. Guys, listen to me. Live here with this. It's an anomaly for the believer to, to live as though the value is absent from his life. Or like as though, ah, hey, God will wake It's not normal. It's not. It's not. And that's why a very intre- a very good part of this teaching is that when God is silent. Because there's actually something to do when you don't hear anything. There's something to do. But I don't know if that means because you don't have time. But there's something to do. There's how to live. There's what to do about it. Is it not interesting that Jesus' ministry on the earth was three and a half years? 
Yes, we can count the number of spectacular experiences we have with God. For someone like Jesus, who was God as a man, we would expect that everything was God telling him. But we can literally count the number of times when we had an audible encounter from God or something special. Why? Because the, one of the biggest problems is that we want the spectacular. We want to be able to say, God told me. Are we together there? God said this. God said that. Listen to me. You know, one of the things that changed my life and changed my ministry was the ministry of T.L. Osborne. T.L. Osborne was, man, was a man who did not receive what you would call a special call to ministry. He just saw the scripture the Bible says, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Reverend Tokes says, said this about T.L. Osborne. He said, that man has raised more men from the dead than some of you have woken up from your sleep. Do, do you know what that means? He says he has raised more men from the dead than some of you have woken up, woken up from your sleep. And all he saw from scripture was going to the world and preach the gospel. No divine encounter. No Jesus came to me in the dream. He carried white clothes and was shaking. Nothing like that. He just saw scripture and believed it. Are we together, guys? Same thing with Reverend Dagawad Mills. Hallelujah. So you, you need to realize. See, supernatural or spectacular manifestations don't equate conviction. They don't. In fact, if care is not taken, you also you might even fall into the extreme of thinking that in fact a man who is always a man who always has spectacular manifestations is in fact a baby. It's an extreme you may almost not want to fall into. Because when you look at it through scripture, the way God Jesus really goes to you, know, Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, he says, Henceforth now no me no man after the flesh. So meaning Jesus doesn't want you to do enough of the flesh. Are we together? Jesus is not interested in you seeing visions and stuff like that. In fact, when you, re- when you look at the way Paul spoke about visions, every time when he encountered his visions, he always says, I speak as a fool. So meaning he wasn't even one who was interested in sharing visions with you. It was just because of the state of the church that he was talking to. In order to be able to know that he was actually an apostle called of God, he had to share those visions. But he really wasn't interested in sharing the visions. Because it doesn't matter. Visions are good, spectacular manifestations are good. By the grace of God, I've had some. Do you understand? But I promise you, that's not where conviction is brought is gotten out from. Are we together, guys? It's not, it's not, you, you still have to develop conviction. And I tell you, the best place to develop conviction is in the world. I'm led of God. I'm led of God. You know, we have little time left. Just, just, just take those confessions. Say, I'm led of God. I'm going to go into the details of it. God leads by the word, God leads by supernatural encounters, God leads by bodies, particularly bodies, passion, and coincidences. I'm going to teach on that because I can teach you that one from the word and from experience. I have enough to share. So that one I can teach you with. But listen to me, all right? You would realize at the end of and that's why I said this to my folks, I told you, I said, one of the things that's going to come up from this meeting is you will live here with the confidence that if God wants to talk to me, he will. No more fear. See, your Christian devotion to the Lord, if there is an ounce of fear, you don't understand it. There must be an assurance that comes to your Christian devotion. If God believes you, you believe me. Are we together? Yes. Even if he says nothing to me, by the word, I'm left. Yes. 
It's that simple. No fear here. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. See, I'm never confused. I'm never stranded. I have all that I need. I have all the Holy Ghost. I have all that I need. Two of my guys together. Alright, so you guys know yourselves. Alright, very good. Okay, so now, hallelujah. Now, see, one of the ways that God is as well is through the company of other believers. Hallelujah. He lives through the company of other believers. You can receive clear cut supernatural direction through those persons. Hallelujah. You know, one consistent thing that we always have as a testimony in the ministry, I already shared one of it with you guys, is that. I, I, I receive it cons- consistently. I, I, I can download the details to you like this, and it's going to happen like that. You will write it out. I'm not that, the way me I am, I will call you back later to ask those words I gave you, did they come to pass? Because I believe that God said it was not me. I will together. Do you understand me, guys? So, as God, so on, on one hand, there is the clarity that you have as a believer. There is also the fact that you are privy to supernatural information because you have the Holy Ghost. I will say that. So, you can know things about. You can know specific things about it. So now, see, when you give words, don't you give words to Sean. Amen. There's no, uh, I see light. What do you see when you close your eyes? So, don't God that I see light. Give words with the words. Not that they are words that are not useful, but do you understand? Words with specific wrong words. Amen? Amen. Are we together? Say, I can see by the Holy Ghost. I can see by the Holy Ghost. I know by the Holy Ghost. I know by the Holy Ghost. Talk to John. 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 Talk to
All right, now you can go up. You can go up. Begin to round up now, begin to round up now. Hallelujah. I know. 
I know. I know what to do. 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 That's a simple prophetic instruction. And it's something I always try to do to my friends when I talk to them. When I do that, anybody that always say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, what if I don't know, what if I don't know, you don't know that you know. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You actually know. The problem is you don't realize that you know. So what you have to do is to do what? Is to know that you know. Ah, I know. I know. I know. I know. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You know what? Let's round up with some confession. Say, I'm the man of God. I'm the man of God. Oh my God. I have all that I need. I have all that I need. Reach out to us on kerisol.mini at gmail.com. We call you blessed.